Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 122 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Friday of bets. Now, you know the drill. Thank you so much, as always, for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful now officially September 10th, 2021. Please, before we dive deep into a loaded weekend of action, we talk a lot of lines, a lot of insights, a lot of analysis and everything in between. Please, before we go anywhere, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the talking the line podcast on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional ttl crew content dropping next item up on the docket if you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so you got a couple extra seconds hit that like button Leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over in the live chat if you are watching live, hit that share button, share it with your brothers, sisters, uncles, friends, neighbors, everybody in between. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head back on over right below that like button after you get done hitting that to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll locate talkingtheline.com website, all of the TTL crew's social platforms and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, episode number 122, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Sroka, and once again, I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by the TTL pod, get some stone-cold analysis, insights, locks, best bets, picks, props, everything in between. You know how we do it. You know how we put it down. Now, I've been saying a lot of we. I've been saying a lot of crew. I've been saying a lot of us, but I have yet to bring in the second half of TTL Sports Media. So it is time for that. The co-host of the TTL pod, the co-host of the Wise Words podcast, a young man who is more than elated for two more short sleeps before he gets to see the emblem on his chest grace the field for the first time in 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, he hasn't stopped talking my ear off about it for the last seven days. Please let me bring him in so he can do some for you. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Mags Magnuson. 
Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am fantastic. It is a beautiful Friday in the Windy City. We've got a full slate on tap for, I know you got a little bit tonight, but even bigger slates on Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, you know, this is a day that I've been waiting for for quite some time. Last night, obviously, did not disappoint as far as the game uh, excitement goes. But I am a sucker for a full slate of NFL action, and I cannot wait, my friend. Oh, boy, oh, boy, I am in the same boat as yeah. you, pal. Did not disappoint at all. Had a barn burner and a half yesterday. And speaking of yesterday, hell of a segue. You know us, full transparency show here at the TTL Pod. Let's quickly, before we talk about what is coming up on tap today, we've got to look at yesterday's best bets of the day. Real quick. Unlike the excitement of the game, I did disappoint. Ah. That's all right, but partner. it will be all right. No problem. Quick early season sacrifice. Sure is all we're chalking this up to for Mr. Mags. You ignore that over three, oh for three down there in the bottom left. Don't you even worry about that. Below us, no problem. You played my props. We went two and one. That's okay. No big deal. A little bit of a cash there, but over to our right, right here, the T-tail lock. We really got to stop calling things locks yeah, because nothing is really a lock in this game that we play. We love the under. Many people we respected were on the under, and it got blown up before the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a depressing bit there, but hey, short memories, bright eyes, Clear smiles, maybe clear eyes, bright smiles. Yeah, there Said you go. that a little bit bass backwards. <laughs> Either way, there you go. Yesterday's best bets of the day. I think the opposite works too. Yeah, I think it does too. Sure. Either way, that's in the past. It is. That's gone. We're ready. Short memories, memory of a goldfish, if you will. Mm. That's what I'm putting down. Now, we have a loaded, 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 loaded show on tap for you guys today. Sure do. We have uh, college football action tonight. We got college football action tomorrow, obviously, week two uh, on Saturday, and then Sunday, the first official football Sunday, baby, kicking off at noon and not stopping until 930. You know how it goes. So we do have a handful of picks all across the board. If you tuned in last Friday, it's not going to be like that. We're not going to go game by game. Way too much. That was just week one. A little bit yep. of fun we had. We have really refined it uh, this week. I personally have uh, 13 plays in total all across the board. So tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. So very, very refined plays. Very, very valuable plays that are t- seeing some early value on these lines. And that's why I am wanting to bring them to you today. I know my partner's in the same boat. He's got a few less than me. At eight. Eight in total. So uh, nothing too crazy. We're right around there. You got a nice 21 bets to choose from. A beautiful 21 over well, the Well, some weekend. of them will overlap a little but bit. But yeah, some of them will overlap as well. So it'll be a little bit less than that, actually. So... All that being said, my friends, it's going to be TTL pod as usual. First segment of the day, we'll go through all of our mags picks, but hold on a minute. We're not going to go through them all. We're going to go college football first, Mm -hmm. then we'll kick on over to me. I'll go through my college football picks. Then I'll dish it back on over to my partner with the assist for those NFL picks. Then I'll lay down my NFL picks. We'll throw them all back up on the screen as we always do. Best bets of the day. We'll make the whole drill. You know how we get down. Make sure you have time to lock them in on your favorite sports book, yada, yada, yada. Then I may briefly touch on a teaser that I really, really like that I think you should suggest add, or I suggest you should add to your bet slip this weekend. Not going to make it the official TTL special play of the right. weekend. My partner isn't as confident in it as I am. However, we cashed the first leg of it last night. I bought seven points on the Buccaneers minus eight and a half, got them down to minus one and a half. Whew. So I figure I'd give you the remaining legs, see if you want to play it along. If you hear my sigh, it's because I did a six-point teaser, and uh, 
the old minus two and a half on the Bucks did not survive. Ouch. It's okay. It's night one. It's night, it's night one. one. Hey, it's all right, Bob. Just another it's little sacrifice. Right. Hey, no I've little got sacrifice. no fears, baby. I've got no fears. <laughs> so we're turning this money train um, in the right direction. We're getting it on the express track well, to Steph, payday though. station, ladies and gentlemen. So that all being said, you might be thinking we forgot one thing. Oh, no, no. We did not. <laughs> we have been waiting for the much anticipated return of the all-knowing cubicle objects that go by the money line dice. I woke up this morning with the MJ, uh, just a fax in our fax machine over here at the studio. Yeah. I'm back. Oh, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> these guys do not mess around when it comes to NFL, and they are looking mean right now. Not going to bring them onto the show yet. They are live in studio, I will tell you that, and you will be able to see them live on your screen. Don't you worry. So the Moneyline Dice are gracing us with their presence on the second segment of the day. We got you guys with that. Then uh, we'll talk just a little R-Mag's uh, sidebar, little updates into the weekend here. And then, of course, my friends, I got some motivation minutes for you. And if you have been following the TTL crew since we started this journey and released our uh, analysis and insights to the public back at the beginning of the year. We've been doing this for exactly a year now, but uh, have been live to the public since January 1st. I uh, have been doing the Motivation Minutes in a different way. I did them as an inspiration corner on our newsletter mm -hmm. that we came out with, and I kind of went down a, a walk down memory lane and found the first one that I ever did, and it kind of ties into NFL and actually ties into everything that I've been talking about here lately. So right going to do a little uh, walk down memory lane, have some Motivation Minutes, get you some good stuff going on into the weekend so we all have a little extra inspiration to get us through the next few days. So, Most I, so before I get to see you guys again. Most all right. So all that being said, enough blabber, enough nonsense. That's the opener. That's the intro. You know how we're getting down today. First things first. Cut all the nonsense, cut all the drama, cut all the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the Talking the Line podcast for stone cold locks, picks, and analysis, and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. See, I remember the whole thing this time. That being said, turn your volume way up. Open those ear holes wide and get ready to have nothing but pure analysis and insights penetrate your ear holes and right into your dome pieces, courtesy of my partner to the left. And as always, partner, you have the floor. Alrighty, so you might see a little bit of a theme here with my college football picks, but uh, I am extremely confident in these three. I'm going to kick it off here with... Rutgers. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to get oh, the good vibes. Oh, 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 good vibes. Right, I'm sorry. Right, I'm sorry. Right, right. Good vibes. Good vibes. Cheers oh, to you. Clinker. Cheers to you. If you're drinking the elixir, you know the drill. Let's get it. Good call. Good call. Needed that one. Okay. Rock and roll. Right into it. So, or Mag's best bets. First one of the day is going to be Rutgers versus Syracuse. This is actually just a random little nugget here. First time these teams have played each other since they both left the Big East back in 2013. This was actually a decent little rivalry over in the Northeast New Jersey, New York area okay. and uh, fell victim to the old uh, conference realignment that uh, we are once again seeing in college football. But nonetheless, first time since I believe 2012 they've seen each other. And I'm going with Rutgers. Uh, I know you got a little bit of a different line here, but I got caught him at Rutgers minus two and a half here. Flat out, Rutgers is just the better team here. I think the books are overlooking them. People are not giving them enough credit. Mm. 
Even last year, their record didn't look great. But if you look at uh, Syracuse's record, they were they only had one win. It was not in the. I actually, I'm not sure if it was ACC or not. But regardless, they only had one win. They were not competitive whatsoever in the ACC in a bad depth ACC. This Rutgers team last year, and obviously now starting into this year, they actually held their own. They went a couple games. They stayed in some of these games. They're not. They're one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten, but it's totally different than Syracuse beating at the bottom of the ACC. It's a big difference in talent. Rutgers is going to, once again, hold their own against some Big Ten teams, and flat out, they are just a better team here. 4-0 ATS last four after allowing less than 170 pass yard in their previous game. That is Rutgers. And Syracuse's 0-5 ATS, their last five, following a straight-up win. And just for that final nugget here, Rutgers 6-2 ATS last eight meetings. And now, obviously, that hasn't been for a while, but they've at least owned uh, you know, what was recently. So take mm-hmm. that for what you will. But that's my first play partner. Before you go any go further, ahead. Uh, are you, were you about to segue into your second best bet? Sure was. All right, so in the essence of time, yeah, go ahead. I, too, am also on Rutgers. Uh, you kind of mentioned that. And so I'll skip it once we get to my best bets uh, for college-wise. So just a couple things I did want to add. Go ahead. Cuse is bad, 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 bad. They played Ohio last week as a one-point favorite. They did beat the doors off of them by 20 points, 29-9. However, that was or should have been a much, much closer game. Ohio just could not finish drives. They were handling themselves just fine. They could not find the end zone. Now, last but not least, you did mention a couple of key trends. I did have a few to go on top of that. We have been talking a lot about home field advantage. Rutgers 5-0 ATS last five road games, 5-1 ATS their last six games as a favorite. You did mention their last eight against Q, 6-2 ATS. I absolutely love that, even though it's been a little bit in the past. Syracuse is 0-5 ATS in their last five following a straight-up win. 2-6 Two and six in their last eight ATS following an ATS win, and they are two and five ATS in their last seven versus the Big Ten. Give me all of Rutgers. I caught it at minus one and a half early. Partner got it at minus two and a half. I think it's going to stay right around the two. Don't be worried about any fluctuations yeah. in this. You see, I think it's going to be that New York kind of neighborhood borough yeah. rivalry on this thing is what we're going to see uh-huh. these bets coming through. So. I love Rutgers minus one and a half. Yeah, to tack one more point on, I'm glad you mentioned home field advantage. This Syracuse uh, football home environment is nothing like their basketball home environment. This is a dormant fan base, and uh, Rutgers is, uh, it might be as many Rutgers fans as Syracuse fans. So I take notes. St- I love what you said, so even more so, I love that it uh, doesn't matter that Rutgers is a road team here. So bingo, bingo. Our mag's first best yes, bet sir. of the day, and we're both on it. So let's make it a whole best bet of the day. Rutgers minus one and a half, or whatever the current best line is at your book. Make sure you do a little bit of shopping, see what you can get it at. But partner, yes, sir. please, I know you got some more. Let them have number two. All right, we'll actually be tag teaming this one again, my man, oh. and I am oh. sticking in the Big Ten. Believe it or not, if you know well, me, Mister Homer himself. Yes, sir. So uh, this one going to be what I believe is the biggest game of the entire Ooh, college football you slate. Ain't lying. I am so excited for this game. I know where you're going. You yes, even got to say it. Uh, so I am going with, I caught this one, a little bit of a difference compared to what our last pick was. I am going with Iowa. I caught them at plus four and a half. I'm interested in the under, but I, I think I'm going to be staying away. Uh, I do think it's going to be a grinded out game. That under total is at 46. That honestly gives me more confidence that this is going to be a closed grinded out game. If this was, if this total was above 50, I might have my concerns. Uh, but Iowa 4-0 ATS last four games after allowing less than 170 passing yards in their previous game. 
game. They absolutely blew the doors off of Indiana on both, on both sides of the ball. An Indiana team that it looks like they're going to have some big regressions, but a lot of people had some high hopes for them this year, especially at least at the very least, if nothing else, Indiana's defense and Iowa's offense blew the doors off of them. Mm. Uh, so I think I, I was going to continue their solid rushing attack. Both teams here have very good defenses. Uh, Iowa State stumbled out of the gates a little bit. They only beat Northern Iowa 16-10. to I don't want to take too much stock in that. Iowa State's defense still looks solid, but their offense really didn't. They kind of did something similar to last year. They actually lost to ULL in the first game of the year last year. ULL was pretty good, but you know, I I don't I think Iowa State's going to have a very good year. I just think they're going to stumble in this one once again and have a lower scoring offense, and it's going to be a three-point game one way or another. These games are for the most part historically a very low-scoring war, and uh, I don't think we see anything different here, partner. Tag me in. All right. So <laughs> I got it at three and a half. Yes, and sir. yes I do believe that uh, finishes right around a field goal. I'm glad that's how you finish that. And I will gladly take the road puppy with the points in that being Iowa. Now, a few things my partner did not mention to you, kind folks. The Hawkeyes are 3-0-1 ATS in their last four as a dog. They're 4-0-1 in their last five ATS in their week two games. Let me say that back so we're all clear. 4-0-1 ATS in their last five week two games. Iowa is is also 6-2 ATS in their last eight games in September. Mm -hmm. They're 7-2 ATS their last nine non-conference games. And Iowa has not lost to Iowa State since September 13th of 2014. Give me the damn money line, too. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm hammered in at plus 160 as well. You might think that this is a trap because it's dropped down from 4.5 to 3.5. I just think that's Iowa betters trying to get some money moving. And, uh, you know... I think this is where the value lies. It lies with the dog. It lies with the road. You mentioned it, partner, and it stick out, sticks out in my head as a closing thought. Iowa manhandled Indiana. Oh, yeah. Manhandled Indiana, and me and you were both singing Indiana's praises yep. last Friday's show. We were both on Indiana, for mm -hmm. fuck's sakes. Iowa State struggled against you and I. Not bad defensively, but on the same flip side of that coin, offense was terrible. I think we grind it out, and I think we have no problem. Take the points. If you're not as crazy as me, I am taking the money line too, so I'm taking the plus three and a half and money line. I like a little sprinkle on yep. it as well just because they have not lost since 2014, right. and I don't think it happens here. It's a Hawkeye State. Yeah. Go Birds. Not to mention, this is the biggest game in this rivalry's history. Nine and 10th ranked teams right now. Mm. People are overlooking Iowa for the, uh, you know, not just the national slate. I'm not uh, saying they're going to be a top four team like college football playoff. I'm not saying that, but as far as the Big Ten conversation, people are certainly overlooking them. So, And you may be saying, Colt. Mags, you both went to Illinois State. We all know you guys think that's the wrong ISU when mm. you guys are just haters. Well, yeah, maybe, eh. but this bet has some eh. damn good value as well. <laughs> Wasn't so too much for, of my thought. <laughs> so for our Mags, second best bet of the day, he's got the Iowa Hawkeyes plus four and a half. I, too, am taking it, but got him at plus three and a half. Comfortable with that, yeah. as well as a sprinkle on their money line. Partner, keep it rolling. Keep it going. Third. Best bet of the day. All righty. So I mentioned you're going to see a little bit of the theme here. I don't believe you're on this one, partner. But I'm going with the old Michigan Wolverines. Minus six. I caught them at minus six. I believe it might be up to minus seven. Mm -hmm. like it a lot more at minus six. But I still do love it up to a touchdown. Would not take it over seven. If it goes up, up, up seven and a half or higher, I would not be on this one. But at six, I love the Wolverines and even seven. But 
This Washington team, they, you know, I'm, I think they're gonna have a solid season. I think they're gonna bounce back. But they lost to Wash, or excuse me, they lost to Montana and FCS school last week. Their offense struggled mightily, and a big reason for that was that their uh, wide receivers, three or four of their top options, were not in that game, and their status is very much in question once again on Saturday. If this game was in Washington, I think I might be singing a different tune. But in the big house with Michigan. Getting their feet, uh, you know, comfortable last year, getting some of the rust off, and looking fantastic on both sides of the ball. That offense, uh, their quarterback had a, I believe, it was an eighty-one percent completion. Their running back running game was fantastic. Uh, so on top of that, Michigan five and one ATS last six as a home favorite, and the Huskies one and eight last eight. Excuse me, Huskies one and eight ATS last nine as a dog. So. I think we're in a good spot here. I think this Michigan team's offense does not skip a beat. I don't think they're going to put up 40 like they did last week, but I don't have too many concerns with this one. I think Michigan wins by a touchdown. If this game was later on in the year and Washington started to get some of their momentum, get sure. their bounce back, rebound, get their mm -hmm. feet under them, underneath them, I think it would be a lot closer game. But I think these teams are just in a different spot right now. So give me the Wolverines minus six at home, my friend. I feel you on that one. Uh, I just don't know how much I'm bought into Harbaugh yet and what Fair he's enough. gonna do. Yeah, Washington did not look good at all last week whatsoever. Um, the line did open up minus one and a half. It has blasted up to minus seven now. Yep. Um, so it is sitting right around that yep. touchdown. And I, a lot of that is because of what uh, happened to Washington last yeah. week. And I too wouldn't go much over that uh, seven, but I do like the uh, Wolverines. My, my, me, my, move myself personal. Uh, I just can't back uh, Harbaugh quite yet. Enough. But I do like your analysis. I like where you're at, and I think it does have value. Yeah, a lot of what's helping me out is uh, their quarterback. Play. Obviously, they did it to Western Michigan and Max School, but. Whenever uh, Michigan, I mean, their biggest issues over the Harbor era is that they don't have consistent quarterback play. So not saying they're uh, going to fix all of their issues as far as 2021 is concerned, getting over the hump of Ohio State in the national conversation. But uh, I do think they can take care of business here tomorrow. Sure enough. So that would be three. One, two, three. And you got any more? No, sir. That's it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you have it. Our mags best bets for week two of the college football action all for tomorrow. Now, I already told you he's got some NFL plays. We'll get back to that here in a minute. But quickly, let's go on over to my best bets of the day, my college football best bets of the day. I actually have two today. Partner uh, was a little bit bearish on these ones, but I think there's some value, and I wanted to get a little extra pocket patter here going into yep. the weekend. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and play these, and then also I got a few tomorrow as well. So uh, go a little bit in hyper speed here, so we got a little more time for the NFL. But my first play of the day, it's actually on the slate today. I'm going to the Kansas Jayhawks versus the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And I'm taking the Shants, minus 25 and a half. I saw it uh, in some books already kick up to 26 sure. and a half. I wouldn't go over that. Yeah. I think it's right around 27 to 30 if I was a betting man. Yep. I think the 25 and a half has a very, very good value because I do put it a little closer to 30. Mm -hmm. I really don't like eating chalk like this ever, but I think this is a very, 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 very damn valuable spot. And the Shants, anytime that they are priced like this, mm -hmm. Right now, I just have to take them. Yeah, I have man. to back them. And with that all being said, you got the Jayhawks. Sure, they won game one, but it was against South Dakota by a field goal, 17-14, to 14, not even a shootout in the waning moments of the fourth <laughs> quarter. I'm not buying it. That was their first win overall and ATS win since 2019. Ugh. I'm not buying into that. 
Not to mention, Coastal piped the hell out of Citadel, 52-14. to 14. They yep. didn't leave anything in doubt, anything in question. They're still that team, and their defense is dominant as hell. They also covered minus 33.5 against Citadel, and I put this Jayhawks team, as bad as it sounds, pretty similar offensively <laughs> and defensively to them. Now, if you think I'm crazy on They're all of now. that, you go all the way back to October 14th of 2020, Coastal Carolina is 7-2-1 ATS, and they have covered some very, very large spreads mm -hmm. over the course of that. You go back to September 12th of 2020, and Kansas is only 1-9 ATS. One of those games, actually, the one on September 12th was against Coastal Carolina. Coastal won 38-23, but they were a 4.5-point dog. Right. Coastal was the dog. Now they're a 25.5-point favorite. I think they run away with this game. And why I targeted in on the spread, I looked a little bit at the total. There was some movement there. I think this is going to be extremely one-sided, and we might see something right around a 49-13 kind of finish yeah. here, and they get the job done easily, easily, easily. Last but not least, Coastal Carolina, 6-0-1 ATS last seven after allowing less than 170 passing yards in their previous game. Jayhawks passing offense is bad, 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 bad. And uh, in total yards allowed, Coastal Carolina 21st overall, Kansas offense 120th. So I think this Coastal Carolina defense shuts down any attack that the Jayhawks hope to have, and they absolutely obliterate them on the offensive side of the ball. So give me all of the shots tonight, minus 25 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing to add here, partner. That Kansas team is just absolutely brutal. Their fans, it, if storming the of field, <laughs> of storming the field after they beat an FCS school tells you anything. By a fucking field goal. Uh, man, yeah. No interest in uh, anything Kansas this year or the next three years. Who knows, So man. I'll gladly eat the chalk on that. And I, I of the... Of the two, all the games tonight, I only found two that yep. had extreme value. So that's the first one. And actually, the second one is the exact same point total, but we're going to the pooch this time. I'm going to the game between the UTEP Miners and the Boise State Broncos, and I am taking the UTEP Miners plus 25 and a half. So yep. opposite side. So a little different. You're like, Colt, what in the hell is wrong with you? What are you doing? I'm telling you. How this game scripts are for these games are going to roll out. This one is priced incredibly wrong, and the game with Coastal Carolina is priced incredibly well, actually a little less than what I think it should be. Why am I taking UTEP? Boise State looked all right against UCF, but they got gashed in the running game, and UTEP's running game is actually damn, damn, damn good. Their mm -hmm. first game, they rushed for over 200 yards, and in their second game, a Watt, one guy, he put up 176 yards by himself. Now, it was against a little bit lackluster defenses, but they pound the rock and Boise State has already shown that they can't stop that this year I don't care if it is a lesser school I think UTEP is going to be great they are 27th in rush yards compared to Boise State 116th in rush yards allowed on defense Boise State is 128th in rush yards and UTEP is 58th in rush yards allowed so I think that this kind of turns into a grinded out game real back and forth we might only see five touchdowns over the course of the entire game I think Boise State gets the win but I only think it's going to be by a touchdown because this is going to be a game script where UTEP is going to smack them in the mouth on defense and I don't think they're going to be ready for it and then UTEP's going to turn right around and pound the rock over and over and over and over and over again 
Last but certainly not least, Boise State 1-4 ATS last five following an ATS win. UTEP 4-1 ATS last five on the road. I absolutely love that with how much we've been talking about home field advantage. And UTEP is 4-1 ATS in their last five as an underdog. Give me all of the minors here plus the 25.5. I think this should be closer to 14.5 and and they would still cover it by a touchdown. I know it might seem crazy. I'm taking minus 25.5 plus 25.5, but these two have extreme value tonight. A little extra pocket patters before we get into tomorrow's action. You might have me on this uh, on the side of UTEP on this one tonight, partner. If I need a little sweat, that uh, I do uh, do like a little 25 and a half, like taking the points there with UTEP. Because like you said, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the books pricing these teams like Boise State. I mean, they obviously haven't been in the national conversation like they were a decade ago, but they still have a name where people, if you haven't watched them in a while, people still think they're one of those you know, one of the best teams in the country as far as one of these mid-majors. So I think the books uh, are taking advantage of that tonight. And evidence of your words, my friend, 50% of the bets on UTEP, 50% of the bets on Boise State, wise guys public split right down the damn middle. Mm. You care to take a gander where all that money's piling up on? What's that? UTEP, 68% Ooh. of the money, baby. Give me all of plus 25 and a half. I absolutely I'm in. love it. I'm in. So there you go. I'm in. My two Friday night plays. Now, one thing I will preface as well kind of popped into my head. These Friday shows will be a little bit longer because now, at least for the foreseeable future, because we'll have college football and NFL. Yep. We kind of break them down segment by segment. But we are going to stick closer to that 30 to 45-minute range. So just so you guys know, this one will be a, a touch longer if you were wondering. But I know you guys love to spend we a little extra time seeing, action, our, baby. seeing our we beautiful three, faces. Three days worth of action. Keep it rocking and rolling. So that all being said, uh, we already talked about Rutgers. I love that one, uh, minus one and a half. And then we already talked about Iowa, plus three and a half. Yep. Now, I got two more uh, to drop down on you guys here real quick. And uh, these ones are on Saturday. Now, first play, taking the NC State Wolfpack, minus two and a half. If you did not watch the game between the Wolfpack and the USF Bulls, yep. The Wolfpack absolutely manhandled them. Their running game looked beautiful. Their passing game looked good when it needed to. And their defense was absolutely dominant. And then Mississippi State. That's who the Wolfpack's playing. And they struggled against Louisiana Tech. There is no bones about it. I can't even I can't even say anything but that. They struggled, they struggled, they struggled. And I really think that this game is going to be grinded out. I think it's going to be a rushing game. I think that uh, NC State is going to lean on that running back. We saw how much he is a, a part of their game plan. And I think they get an early two-touchdown lead, and it makes Mississippi straight with uh, Mississippi straight Mississippi <laughs> State with Mike Leach incredibly predictable with that deep passing game. And then the NC State's able to stay back in coverage and keep this game tight. It might sweat out. I got it at two and a half. It's kicked up to three, back down, up and down. I think it might. It went down. It's all the way down to minus one now, my so man. So it's all the way down to minus one. So, you know, that reverse line movement is a little bit sketchy with all the money coming in on NC State. but That's changed a little bit. It's already cut, cut in on you. It's actually 45% of money on Mississippi State. So some late money is actually, mm. it's not reverse. Yeah, it's not so much a reverse line so movement. It's moving in. down because people are piling on Mississippi State now. And I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I, I think I'm with you. I do not buy it whatsoever. I think that that is just the public seeing Leach, thinking that NC State is not worth it whatsoever. It looks damn good. And I am not going to buy steam one and a half days out from a game between NC State and Mississippi State. So I'm sticking with the minus two and a half. I think this is one of those college games that you really can't buy that steam. And last but certainly not least, 
You don't believe me. This home field advantage shit matters for some teams, and some teams just can't get it done. Mississippi State 1-5 ATS last six in front of their home fans. 2-5 ATS their last seven versus the ACC, and 2-5 ATS in their last seven at home. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Okay. I am all over the Wolfpack here. NC State minus two and a half. Call me crazy with the line movement, with the money movement. But I'm sticking with the Wolfpack. They look too damn dominant to not get this done by a field goal. I was uh, I was leaning this way for sure. I was it was just a little hesitant. I, I a lot of people last week were talking up before last week's game talking up Mississippi State like they might be a surprise team in the SEC, and like you said, they just didn't look like it. So I think like- I'm staying away because maybe maybe we see that team show its head, but. I don't think that's the case. I think I agree with you. I was leaning towards NC State. They looked damn good last week. So maybe I'll uh, maybe it'll be a game time decision for me tomorrow. We'll see. And now, obviously, I look a little bit goofy because I locked that line in early at two and a half, expecting it to go up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, very interesting. But uh, I got it at two and a half. I would say honestly too, if you're seeing it at the one, whatever, I'd still mm-hmm. lock it in. Almost take, definitely. Take that, no problem. So NC State. Minus two and a half. Last but certainly not least, my final NCAA football bet of the weekend. This is a little bit of a fade, uh, but at the same time, back in a team that I think can put up some damn points, and I don't think they should be an underdog. I'm taking the San Diego San Diego State University Aztecs plus two and a half against the Arizona Wildcats. Ladies and gentlemen, the Wildcats are bad, 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 bad. They couldn't do anything against BYU last week, and they snuck in the back door by a point mm-hmm. on their spread. I am not buying that here, and especially if you're giving me points against a team like that, I don't care if they're at home or not. I will gladly take the Aztecs plus two and a half. The Aztecs did look really good against New Mexico State, too. They had a great offensive night, but they also had a great defensive night. And then I just told you about Arizona. It really was not anything to write home about on any side of the ball. No, oh, there's a little glimmer you could find Mm -hmm. here. Nothing there for me with Arizona. So I really believe that this is more of a fade play for me and taking a dog that I don't believe should be a dog. Arizona is 0-3-1 ATS their last four games as a favorite. You look... San Diego State is 0-1 ATS, but they are 1-0 straight up. They just failed to cover a minus 31.5 spread against New Mexico State, but they still destroyed them. Mm-hmm. And then Arizona, you look, oh, they're 1-0 ATS. Come on, I got to take them. What are you doing? Yeah, it was against BYU at plus 13.5 by one point. Right. They snuck in the back door. I'm not buying it. Give me the dog here. Give me the points with San Diego State, and I think they run away with it and win it by a touchdown plus. I think I'm with you on this one, man. I think I might slide in with a half unit on this uh, San Diego State line here. I, uh, To be honest, I, I truly just didn't look too far into this game. It was a little out of my uh, teams that I don't know too much about, but I do know that Arizona is bad. So I guess I just need to look a little bit more into San Diego State. That's why I didn't lock it in, I yeah, guess. I'm a fan of San Diego State, okay. so I, I think they get it done more than handily sure. offensively like and it. take care of anything they need to defensively. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. My college football picks for the weekend. If you didn't get anyone, you missed anyone, we'll be sure to put it all back up on the screen here shortly, so don't you worry. But we got to go back, reverse the flip, the script real quick, back to Armag's best bets of the weekend now. Going to get into his best NFL bets of the weekend. So once again, partner, let's get after it. You have the floor. Alrighty, so once again, you'll probably have a couple that you're going to tag in for here. 
But I'm going to kick it off here with the Cardinals and Titans. This one is in Nashville, but I am going with the Arizona Cardinals plus three. I one of the, There's a few, few reasons why I like this one. One of the things I mentioned when we were talking about the Titans, and this really backs it up, the Titans are one in five ATS their last six in the month of September. I mentioned mm. it, la, uh, I believe it was last week. when we Actually, I think it was this week. Early this week, we talked about the Titans. Yep. And uh, I mentioned that... Uh, Despite them going 3-0 straight up last season, their margin of victory over three mediocre to bad teams was, I think, a total of six points over three wins. So they start out the last two, three years in this new era of what they got here. They start out slow in September, and I think we see that again. Not only that, but this Cardinals pass game should absolutely have no problems exploiting this Tennessee secondary. I think Kyler Murray is going to feast on this defense today. And, uh, you know, I also mentioned September. I skipped right over it. One in four ATS last five in week one. So there's another important one as well. So, like I said, I think Kyler Murray has a feast. I'm a little worried that this is going to be a monster, monster shootout. But I do believe it's going to be both teams in the 30s interested in the over. But uh, I didn't lock that one in. A little more concerned about that one. But I do believe... If the Cardinals don't get it outright, I do think they stay within that field goal partner. Essence of time as well. I too am on this mm-hmm. play, my friend. And if you did not see me, I'm hammering the shit out of the Cardinals plus three and a half, much to some of the same key trends you saw there as well, partner. But I have a few other key ones. I went a little bit further back in the past. I went back to how long has Cliff Kingsbury been with the Cardinals and how long has Mike Vrabel been with the Tennessee Titans? Well, Vrabel, 2018, Kingsbury, 2019. Right. Since 2019, since Kingsbury's been at the helm of these Cardinals on the road they are nine five and one ats and as a road underdog they are seven three and two ats under vrabel since 2018 so even an extra year to get some better numbers than the cardinals in this statistic at home they are 11 13 and one ats under vrabel and six eight and one ats as a home favorite under vrabel give me all of that action the man who takes care of business on the road as a dog Arizona is coming back this year with a vengeance yeah, offensively. Man. We talked about it in the Arizona Cardinals season preview. If you didn't watch that, I highly encourage you to go back, get some key stuff, learn a little bit more about them as to why we think we're, they're going to be so dominant offensively. I think Kingsbury comes in here and has a bunch of different things dialed up. I don't want to say trick plays, but they're going to be some plays that are really going to throw this Tennessee defense for a loop. And I think it finishes to a field goal for sure. I'm giving the Cardinals the win. We talked about it already, but I'm going to take the points. We're going to be safe. So is Mags. Mags first best bet of the day. NFL. Arizona Cardinals plus three. Mags, please, if you could be so kind. Hit him with number two. All righty. Number two, I don't believe you have this one on your card, partner, but I am going to the San Francisco 49ers. I mm. bought a half point at the time. It was minus seven and a half. I bought a half point to get it down to minus seven at minus 125. I believe it is up to minus eight now, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, although I am going to stick with my minus seven, I would still like it up to minus eight. Wouldn't like it any much higher than that, but... I do believe this 49ers team is going to beat the doors off of this Detroit Lions team. This Detroit Lions team is going to be terrible this year, and it's going to start from week one. I think this Niners team is going to look not 100% of what they were in 2019, the team that made it to the Super Bowl, but I think it's going to be looking pretty damn close. And in that season, partner, they absolutely obliterated bad teams by three touchdowns. I kind of put this personally closer to a two-touchdown spread, let alone this uh, short spread. I mean... 
you compare it to last night, the Bucks had a bigger spread over the Cowboys, and I do believe that the 49ers are in the conversation of that type of skill level with those two teams, and the Lions are nowhere near that. I believe they are, on paper, the worst team in the league. The Texans might beat them out for the worst record, but I do not have any faith in this Lions team. Last thing before I close, Niners are 8-3 and three ATS last 11 on field turf, which is a certain a specific type of turf that is in Ford Field. So I love this Niners team today. I think they have an absolute feast on both sides of the ball, partner. I agree with you. I uh, just made myself a stone-cold promise that I would not play any straight plays that I would either find in a teaser or in a parlay for myself this year. So maybe that's a hint-hint on one of the legs I'm going to give you on this teaser here in a little while. But, yes, I do love the 49ers to absolutely lay the pipe on the Detroit Lions. Not saying... I don't like MCDC. I don't like that team. I don't think I don't wish the best for them, but it is not going to be good in Detroit this year. No. So Armag's second best bet of the day. He is taking the 49ers minus the touchdown, touchdown and a half. Mr. Partner. Number Mr. three. Partner. <laughs> All right. So I know we both have uh, some strong opinions on this one, partner. Going to the Broncos-Giants game, I am going with, at the time, I don't know what the line is looking like at this moment, but I got it. Broncos, minus 2.5. I do believe it is right there, maybe even minus 3. Don't like it above minus 3. I think it could still be a close game, but I really do believe that this Broncos team is just going to overmatch this Giants team. Mm. I think people are overlooking or underlooking the Broncos, however you want to say it, and the reverse is the case for the Giants. I think the Giants are going to have very similar struggles as last year, especially against teams like the Broncos that have very solid defenses and very solid pass rushes, which I do believe we were going to see from the Broncos this year. Broncos are 3-1-2 ATS last six games in week one. Giants are 0-4 ATS last four in week one. Broncos are actually 4-1 ATS last five meetings. Now, they obviously don't play each other too often, but as is the case with a lot of different leagues and sports, there are certain cases where... Historically, a team travels well to certain cities, and if it's a 4-1 and split, I think that is uh, at least notable here because some cases it's the total opposite, and teams, whether it's the same coach, different coach, they just don't travel well to a certain city, and that's obviously not the case here. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the final point partner, Teddy, two gloves, 35-13-1 ATS in his career, 24-7 and ATS on the road. He's going to play some mistake-free football, and as I said, Denver's defense is going to cause havoc for Mr. Danny Dimes. I think he's going to throw at least a couple interceptions, while Teddy Two Gloves has got a big old goose egg in that intersection interception category here today, tomorrow, Sunday. You're giving him <laughs> one push. I actually got him at 36 and 14 ATS for Did Teddy I? Okay. Two Gloves. Just looking so in the wrong either spot. way, so he is the fucking man. I, too, yeah, am also on the Broncos minus two and a half. If you didn't know, essence of time once again, yeah, everything I could have possibly said my partner said Teddy Two Gloves is a dog against the number on the road as a dog. I absolutely love it, even though they're uh, favorites in this spot. I think it is priced just right. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't also go over three either. Uh, yeah. Right now, actually, it's kind of a weird split on the money. The Broncos or the Giants are getting the big portion of money. 49% of actual money wagered with only 41% of bets. But I do lean that a little bit due to the large betting population in New York. Not, so Not only that, but you, know, you and I have talked off air. There's a lot of people... I shouldn't even say a lot of people. There's just a handful of weird pockets of people that are really high in the Giants this year, and uh, I just don't see it. And I think this is the one of their worst matchups of the entire season here. Yeah, it's not going to be good for them offensively. I think the Broncos' defense feast as well. Yep. So there you go. You know we're both on the Broncos minus two and a half. Wouldn't go over minus three. That's probably one of our best bets of the entire weekend. Yep. Partner, if you could be so kind. Number four. 
Alrighty, number four, I do believe you are on this one as well. Yes, you are. I'm going with the New England Patriots, minus three at home versus the Miami Dolphins. Miami, another team, two and six ATS last eight games in the month of September. Miami, one and eight. ATS last nine in New England. The home team is 16 and five ATS last 21. This is a home team matchup. And this is actually, this actually might be as far as playoff implications for the entire season. This might be the biggest game of the entire weekend because the team that wins this game is going to have a huge advantage as far as being one of those wildcard teams. And the loser is going to be in a little bit of a hole. And having said that, Bill Belichick would not have had the confidence to start Mac Jones in week one against a division rival with this type of implication if he was not more than ready. If he was even half ready, they would have at least gone with Cam Newton for the first few weeks, and that is obviously not the case. I think Bill Belichick's got all the confidence in the world in his defense and Mr. Mac Jones. So I do believe it is going to be a tight game. Uh, might even be pretty similar to last year, uh, week one, Patriots won by 10, but I'm going with the Patriots minus three. I'm a little worried about a push i guess you would say but i've got all the confidence in the world that mac jones is going to play at a very nice level tomorrow or excuse me on sunday i keep oh, saying tomorrow sunday. hey no problem I, Just, sorry last point hmm? i think mac jones is going to look better than two on sunday i guess i do will. believe yeah. so as well decided to get a little comfortable over here i yeah, think we're going to be here a while you know <laughs> so all that being said yes i too am on the patriots minus three now uh one thing you said there to close it out is kind of where all i wanted to go with uh kind of my analysis yeah you go back the last four years, the Pats and the Dolphins have split mm -hmm. every single year, last four years. However, the Patriots have always gotten game one, regardless of location, and the Patriots are 4-0 and ATS in those games. Mm -hmm. Give me all of New England and Bill. I am right with you. There is no way that he would put Mac Jones and cut Cam Newton if he did not believe that, Cam, uh, that Mac Jones was going to be the leader that we all expect him to be. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be dominant as all hell and wrapping it all up. I can't remember if you said this or not, partner. Miami is 1-8 ATS yep. their last nine games in New England. Sure did. So I love that. And uh, when you have splits like that, you got to take it. So once again, another best bet from us. Don't go much over 3.5. I wouldn't uh, even touch 3.5. I'd yeah. wait for it to come back to 3 if it does. Let some public buy back on that and uh, take the Patriots minus 3. All right, partner. You got one more to dish out. One more to dish out. And whoa, whoa, whoa. He ain't going spread. He ain't going total. No, he ain't going high. He ain't going low. Don't call him a homer because he is going to the cheesehead factory of the Green Bay Packers. He is looking at a tight end prop. Partner, could you please indulge us what you have found? Most definitely. So you did mention Mr. Tight End. I am going to Robert Tanyan, big old Bob Tanyan, over 29 and a half receiving yards. This, to me, is a low number. You'll see it if you're following me. I'll have it in my Packers blog, weekly Packers blog, coming out this afternoon. This is one of my favorite bets out of there. I think 29 and a half is just too low of a number. Last year, he averaged 36.6 .6 yards per game through the air. Met the Saints last year, the Packers did, and Bob Tanyan had 50 yards. Their actual entire tight end room combined for nearly 100 yards. Uh, Jay Sternberger also put up over this number. He had 36, I do All right, believe. Yeah, Homer. No, I'm, this is adding to my points, my man, because I mentioned their number two tight end went over this number in the game last year, but that number two tight end, one of their three tight ends that they use, is not going to be in this game. He is suspended, and so Robert Tanya's snap count is going to be probably higher than any game that he had last year, and... I didn't say it, but, you know, Bob Tanya, this is, this is going to sound like a homer. People 
But it's honestly, though, people are not talking about him when they talk about the Packers' success this year sure. or the weapons. Sure. He's getting so overlooked or underlooked, however you want to look at it. And I think this uh, 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 yardage number reflects that by the books. So this is one of my favorite bets of the entire weekend. I don't care if it's a homer play. I think it's got a ton of value. I've had some decent success with Packers props, and uh, this is my favorite one of the weekend. Sure, and I absolutely love it, my friend. I can't uh, disagree with you now. The one thing that you close with that I will just a bit of a little, little counter argument, but I am playing this. I do love this mm-hmm. one. We did predict highly on the Packers uh, season preview that Bobby Tanyan was due for some serious regression in 2021. Are you changing your tune now? We, I said, I believe his regression is going to come from his touchdowns, which was double digits. I did say it was going to be the opposite with his catches and yards. I said okay. personally, his stuff was going to tick up, well, but, and go. I'm a little tentative on that if, uh, cause they did sound like they're happy with Jay Sternberger, but I'm mentioned the biggest reason that pushes me over the edge is that Sternberger is not in this game and it's just going to be Tanya and Mercedes Lewis and uh, they share the field quite often so I've got no concerns on this one show enough my friend well as I get back into action here I appreciate you and thank you for all of the early value you have dished out lock those in ladies and gentlemen for those lines get to move in anymore let me get back in action your hostess with the mostess ready to rock and roll okay now it's time to get back to my best bets of the day onto the NFL. Now, uh, we already told you the ones we're lining up on. I am two with the Cardinals plus three and a half. I think that's one of my, or plus three. I think that's one of my favorite ones of the entire weekend. Also, the Broncos minus two and a half mm-hmm. or minus three. I love those two as well. And then uh, we both also talked about the Patriots minus three. The Patriots would be my third favorite, yep. but I just don't see them losing with uh, Bill promoting Mac Jones in the way he did. It. And Go back, watch the Patriots season preview. You'll hear what we feel about Mm -hmm. the Patriots. We are extremely high on them to rebound from last year. So I will skip all of those and tell you about the remaining three that I have, that I like, that I enjoy. First one's a game total. I am going to the matchup between the LA Chargers and the Washington football team, and you might already be able to deduct, but I am taking the under. 44 and a half in this game right off the bat sharp money is hitting this 49 percent of the bet so almost even split there but getting 65 percent of actual money wagered on this game this is brandon staley versus ron rivera this equals defensive matchup all afternoon long both guys are defensive minded and they brought brandon staley in to help improve this defense the chargers defense is back to full health, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. They have Joey Bosa ready to rock and roll again in 2021. Everything stems off of him on that defense. You can see it. If he's playing with electricity, that whole defense is playing with electricity. I think that they have plenty of success, and you already know how we feel about the Washington football team. Yep. They were fourth in points allowed last year in 2020 over the course of the entire season. I think they pick up right where they left off, and not to mention... I really did like the Washington with the points. I loved them. But with it only being at a pick I think the under, not I think, I know the under is the most valuable yep. play here. And I actually might have a little play on this game in that teaser as well. There you so, go. So my best bet, though, out of the Chargers and Washington football team, under 44 and a half. I think I might be right there with you. It wasn't, uh, I didn't love it enough to throw it in my favorites today, but I do think I will be there on Sunday morning throwing it in there because I I love both these teams, man. And I uh, I said it the other day, I think I was leaning towards Washington, but I think I'll be staying away from a side there, and I do believe I'll be joining you on the under here. All right, my friend. Well, my second 
one is actually a game total as well. Hmm. And I know you're a little interested in this one, but typically don't like to play these because Correct. one of the teams is this one right here. Uh, so I'm going to the game between the Packers and the Saints, mm -hmm. and I'm taking, once again, under 50 total points. Doesn't that just seem too doggone low and way too small of a total to between these two teams? Well, it's because it is, and it's because it's priced very, very accurately, and it should be up to 54, 55, but mm -hmm. you should not bet it like that. Because one, we got hurricanes going on all over the damn place. Sure. Well, not anymore, but there's still damage, and there's still issues happening. New Orleans is not playing in New Orleans. Right. So they're already dealing with travel issues. They're already dealing with all that nonsense. And we have seen it time and time again with just teams, let alone having to leave the West Coast and go to the East Coast. I know they're in the middle of the state, but they're going to the East Coast. They're moving. They're not at home, but they're technically at home. It's week one. They're playing a really good opponent in Green Bay. I think, surprisingly, this might turn into a defensive type of game. I think Roche comes out early. Gets the boys popping, gets a 14-0 lead all of a sudden. Two drives, everybody's like, fuck, the pack's back. This is what it is. Here we go. They're about to win this game 42 to nothing. And then we put on the brakes for a little mm -hmm. while. And then maybe we get a Jameis Winston, Tuddy McBuddy. We have a 14-7 little back and forth for a while. And then Rose throws one a little out to Aaron Jones like we all know and love. We see a 21-7 game. I know Ooh. that sounds crazy, okay. but it also could go a different way as well. I think it also could go a little bit more high scoring and finish right 47-48. Okay. I think it could be sweaty okay. as all shit. So it could kind of either be any end of the spectrum. It just kind of depends what we see from the New Orleans yeah. Saints offense. And if we see good things from New Orleans Saints offense and they can do something against the Green Bay defense, then quite possibly it'll be a back and forth game. But with it set at 50, it's too doggone obvious yeah. for me right now. 41% of the bets on the under with 65% of actual money hmm. wagered on the game. It's too damn obvious that this should go over 50. And I got to take the under here. It's one of the most valuable uh, to game totals that I found as far as the under goes for this weekend. So my second best bet. For Sunday, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers versus New Orleans Saints under 50. All righty, my man. Like you said, I won't be playing any unders on my pack because I, uh, A, I don't like taking unders when I'm rooting for my pack. But, but why do you like it? Uh, I don't know that I like it. I, this is the one that I, I think it is valuable because it is just, it seems way too good to be true. I was segueing you into yeah. your 20-point deal. Uh, yeah, and then I was going to get there in a second. <laughs> cool. But I, I, this is the one play that I just really don't know what to expect. It was 37-30 uh, contest last year. I don't think we see that high scoring. And, yeah, you mentioned my uh, – it was a lean. I have it in my Packers blog as well as a lean. Both teams to score 20 points is at, like, minus 118, minus 20. Uh, the Saints did not score under 20 at all last year. The Packers only did it once. It just seems a little too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll mention it again in my Packers blog, not to give everything away, but uh, the Packers don't travel to the state of Florida all too well. So I do like what They're you were terrible. saying as far as uh, it's, it's not terrible. terrible. No, 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 not terrible. But compared to their other numbers across the board, it's just their least profitable spot. Yeah. So I do think you might be onto something here. I'm hoping that it's uh, the Packers' defense that's shutting things down. But people aren't talking about. I mean, people are overlooking uh, how good the Saints' defense can be. And they proved it in the preseason. Yeah, we were and, low on them too. And, and I'm that's it. probably the biggest thing that I'm nervous about as a Packers fan is that the Saints' defense is going to show the hell up. Yeah. So there you go. Appreciate it. If you hear a cheesehead kind of lean in one direction, even though he would love to see a million and one points from his pack. Maybe something to think about. I'm hammering the shit out of it. How about it. a 40 to nothing win? I'll take that. Hey, that's cool, too. Why not? All right. 
my final best bet. Before we recap everything for you, do a quick dice roll. Our mag sidebar motivation minutes gets you on the fuck on out of here, all right? You know the drill. You know the deal. Sit on down. Sit back. Relax. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Final best bet. Go into a prop, just like my partner. Mm -hmm. Give you a little value. I was flicking through the books last night, yep. sitting here watching the game, and I thought, right. you know what? Let me look at some running backs. Sure. I said, who is playing a decent but not great rushing offense? Targeted a few games. Looked back. I said, ooh. The Buffalo Bills were about middle of the pack. Actually, they were 20th uh, overall, and I want to tell you accurately, they allowed 123.2 yards per game. So I did a on little. The, on the ground, correct? On the ground. Okay. All on the ground to uh, rushing running backs. I said, well, they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers just pulled one of my favorite running backs from Roll Todd, mm -hmm. Alabama, Najee Harris. I said, well, what? would this young man's rushing total be? I feel like it should be around 75, somewhere in that ballpark. We talked about it on the Pittsburgh Steelers season preview. Their emphasis is pounding the rock, getting back to Pittsburgh Steeler football, the Steel City, that's what they're doing. Screw all this high-fly nonsense. So I said, okay, let's look. What does it got? Oh, no, no. Not even close to 70. Not even close to 65. It's below 60, ladies and gentlemen. It opened up at 55 and a half. It now sits at 58 and a half. I am hammering the mess out of Najee Harris over 58, 58 and a half rushing yards. I think he absolutely lights up this Buffalo's, Buffalo defense rushing-wise. We talked about it when we talked about the Bills. It's been a while back ago, but where they're going to hang their hats this year is going to be that secondary. It's not going to be on the front seven. And, you know, with the whole storyline revolving around Pittsburgh getting back to smash-mouth rushing offense mm -hmm. the entire 2021 season, how can I not buy into something that's only 58-and-a-half? I see him ripping off at least 70 yards here. Yeah. I told you, I predicted, I was like, oh, he's got to be around 70, 72-and-a-half, I'd say, and we're getting it at 58-and-a-half. Yeah. Give me all of that in against the league's 20th-ranked rush defense last year, not to mention... I think this bad boy is going to move. I think it's going to continue to move. It opened at 55 and a half. It's already at 58 and a half. I think people are going to start waking up because in my opinion, books have no fucking clue what they're pricing on rookie running backs right. in their first year. And I think we see something huge from Najee. He might even pull off a hundred yard game. I think he's got at least one big play. In him. He, he might pull off a hundred yard game and he might get three quarters of this yardage in one play. Sure. Who knows? But I absolutely love it. I think it's too damn low. And I think you need to open up the book, get it real fast before that line moves anymore. Because I think it will be 60 plus by the time Sunday rolls around. Sure. I like it, man. I think I might be playing this as well. I mean, you mentioned it. It was their front office and their ownership. They were a bad rushing team last year. They obviously went out and got Najee Harris. But they said, we ain't Roll going... Tide. We ain't going with any of this uh, 70 yard, 75 yards per game anymore. We are getting back to smashing that ball, like you said, partner. And I think it's going to be an overcorrection and might be a detriment to the Steelers themselves. But as far as a prop like this, I think it lends very, very well. And I think you're onto something here. And I think I'm going to be playing in this one with you as well. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for all of my NFL best bets. That does it for all of our Mag's best bets. All for the weekend you got spreads you got totals you got props all across the board all of it all of it is early value all of it is lines you need to lock in right now the reason we're giving these lines out right now is because we do expect them to move 
Excuse me. That all being said, if you missed one, you missed some analysis, you missed anything, hey, it's going to all be here through the weekend before we got to do anything. But if you're ready to hammer these bad boys in right now and you're afraid you missed something, don't worry, not anymore, because right now, ladies and gentlemen, it is about to be live on your screen, all of the TTL crew's best bets for the entire weekend. So get out that mobile device if you're in a legalized betting state. If you're not and you're watching us, you stumbled upon us, get out the old-fashioned paper and pen and get ready to scratch these bad boys down and meet us at the pay window in a few short hours and days. That all being said, ladies and gentlemen, the TTL crew's best bets of the weekend of September 10th, 2021. Oh, hello, we over here today. How are you? <laughs> Instead of over on that direction, now I know what way to point is up, down, left, and right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. You see it, left side of the screen. Armag's best bets of the day. All of his plays coming at you, college and NFL. Rutgers, minus two and a half. Iowa, plus four and a half. Michigan, minus six. Cardinals, plus three. That is NFL. Arizona Cardinals, plus three. San Francisco 49ers, minus seven. Denver Broncos, minus two and a half. New England Patriots, minus three. And Bobby Tanyan, over 29 and a half receiving yards. Opposite of that, to the right side of your screen, you see all of my picks. A little bit more lengthy than my partners over there, but nonetheless, my college football picks of the weekend, two tonight, Coastal Carolina, minus 25 and a half, UTEP Miners, plus 25 and a half. Then for tomorrow, Rutgers, minus one and a half, Iowa, plus three and a half, and their sprinkle on their money line, NC State Wolfpack, minus two and a half, or whatever the best line you're finding it at right now and the San Diego State Aztecs, plus two and a half. Flipping the script to NFL, we have also the Arizona Cardinals, plus three. Los Angeles Chargers versus Washington football team, under 45 and a half or 44 and a half, whatever you're currently finding it at. Denver Broncos, minus two and a half. The New England Patriots, minus three. And Green Bay versus New Orleans, under 50 total points. And last but certainly not least, my prop of the weekend, Najee Harris, over 58 and a half total rushing yards. Whew. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day and for the weekend in it, whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. All right, partner. Sure seems like a boatload of winners to me. I don't I know about you. I think so, man. But Jeez. it feels good to me. Now we're going to stay up here for just a second. And you see down there, over yonder, right in that direction, the money line dies. <laughs> oh, baby, they're back. I can't believe they have actually officially made their way back to the TTL Production Studios. It has been a long month that we have not been graced by the presence of our friends over at ML Dice. Yes. That all being said, first things first, let's get into the segment of the money line dice. Here we are. Here we go. We're ready to rock. That being said, if you are a newcomer of the Talking the Line podcast and uh, you maybe haven't had the opportunity to see the Moneyline Dice yet, you don't know where we're going. If you do, if you have been around, got to do a little extra production work here mm -hmm. from yours truly. My partner's are ready to rock and roll. He already knows what the hell's going on. You guys might not have, but he does. So partner, as always, 
as I get everything looking good, everything looking smooth for the viewing pleasure of our kind viewers out there. Could you please set the stage? For today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Weekend, the dice are targeting the Seattle Seahawks versus the Indianapolis Colts. Partner, if you could be so kind to indulge us, who is the home team, the away team? What are our lines set at? Any outstanding storylines we need to know about? As you do, I will get us set up, and I will see you and you in about 2.5. All righty. So a little, little bit less of a story. Uh, stage setting than I used to do for these baseball games because you probably know what's going on in this game here. We've got the Seahawks inside Indianapolis Lucas Oil Stadium going to the Colts. The Seahawks, depending on what book you're looking at, it's minus two and a half or minus three. It does appear that minus three is a little bit more of the consensus as we are sitting right now. So we'll say the Seahawks minus three over the Colts and that spread. The Seahawks are getting 72% of the bet percentage but 54 percent of the money so that means big money is coming in on the colts plus three and my partner mentioned what storylines we got well everybody knows that we've got carson wentz coming back here for game one he had those injury issues but now it appears that he is going to be playing in week one Still a little bit of a toss-up here because we obviously don't know what to expect from old Carson Wentz here with this new team. Is he going to have protection unlike what he had in Philly? Is he going to have weapons? We shall see. And now, obviously, this Seattle team last year was a little bit of a roller coaster as far as what we saw from them at the beginning of the year, end of the year. Are they going to be pass-heavy? Are they going to be balanced, closer to run-heavy? We shall see. Are they going to let Russ cook? Now, to the total, we are at 40. Actually, it's a little bit differing here. Let me make sure I've got the right one. Uh, yeah, a little bit different here. I am seeing 50 in certain spots. I'm seeing 48 and a half in another spot. I guess we, let's see what uh, our old fan duels got on this game here. I do believe, okay, 48 and a half is the total here. And the splits on that one, we've got some big money coming in on the under. Goodness gracious, 50-50 on the bet. 50-50 on the bet percentage is over under, but a whopping 81% of the money on the under 48.5. People are buying into uh, these defenses being a little bit more improved. Obviously, this Colts defense showed a lot of signs of having a very solid defense last year. Um, and the Seahawks defense ended the season with some solid defensive play so you know partner and I are not as high as on the Seahawks defense but I do believe that under could be a valuable play but there's a reason we ain't playing this game because we aren't too sure what we're going to see from I at least in my case I don't know what we're going to see from the Colts I don't know if uh, my buddy Colt shares the same thoughts a little bit there no idea no idea so that's kind of why we're leaving it up to the dice because the dice do know what the hell they one want. One final try here. You know, it's been so long since I've uh, I've done this. I remember yeah. I remember how to do it, but the doggone thing is uh, doing the shit that it used to do. But now it's saying it should be good to go. So maybe we pop up and everything's all right. Uh, let's so see what we got. A little bit of extra air if you got it inside of you there, Uh Yeah, it looks like I'm trying to see what these ATS records were last year. does look like, unless I'm reading this wrong, they were both 8-8 eight and eight last year to the spread. So a little bit of a toss-up. The Seahawks were 8-7 and seven as a favorite to the spread the Colts 0 and 2 
You got something? Fuck it. No. No. Okay. No, it's not gonna. It'll. It still take too long. That's all right. Um, I want to save some time for minutes and mags and all that shit. So Fair hey, eventually we will bring them back on the screen. But I'll. Uh, I'll be sure to bring them up to the camera so you guys can uh, get a nice little visual on them, and uh, we'll be sure to cut a nice little promo for these bad boys as well. So that all being said, for the first time live and in prime time for what has seemed like a long, cold. Terrible 30 days without <laughs> long, cold the summer. money line dice, baby. They are back live and in prime time, all out on the table for the first time. Now, you are just going to have to believe us that the rolls are accurate here today, but believe you me, why the hell would we make anything up? We're playing these plays ourselves. So, as always, a little bit of ASMR. Okay, let's see if we can ASMR dig up our uh, good old money line dice record well, here. While you're doing that, uh, see if you can find anything. Yeah, that's probably not... <laughs> see what you can find. Uh, while you're doing that, as always, we will do the usual. Home team or away team, are we going money line or ATS? And then we will do a wild card roll as well. So are we doubling down? Are we re-rolling? Or is the dice skipping it all and going to the total as well? So first things first, between the Seattle Seahawks, and the Indianapolis Colts. Are we taking the Blue Horseshoe at home, or are we taking the 12th man on the road? They do travel decently, but not as well at home. What do the dice believe in three, in two, in one? Taking out the headphones, but that is the away team, Seattle finger, Seahawks. One finger, you see one finger moving it. Okay. Yep. Now. Seattle Seahawks. Second roll. Are we going... ATS or money line? Are we going ATS or money line? Oh, now all of a sudden you want to start screen mirroring. What in the fuck is going on here? Hold on, everybody. Everybody relax. Goodness, what is going on there? All right, second roll. ATS or money line for the Seahawks in three and two and shoot. Money line. Money line it little, is. Eating a little bit of chalk, minus 145. All I ain't too right. concerned about that, though. Are the money line dice sold? on the money line of the Seattle Seahawks. Or are they going to go in a completely opposite direction to the total, or maybe they'll make us re-roll. They need some extra screen time today. Who knows? But we all find out in three, in two, in one. Oh, boy. That is a way money line. <laughs> if the dice took out the other dice, it did land on a way money line, though. Right on a way money line. So that I think that's just doubled and down. Doubling down. Gonna put these back where they were. The money line dice. That is perfect. That is beautiful. Love it. Partner, I love I'm it. gonna roll up there real quick and uh let these kind folks see them live and in prime time. Yeah, go ahead. If you could uh be so kind, I know I typically do this, but uh if you could be so kind as I roll up there real quick, cut a quick little promo for these guys. Oh over baby, here, you can know? you give me that little bag over there too? Unless oh, you yeah. hey, you can go show them actually. I get, uh, yeah, yeah, right. go ahead. All right. Got a little promo for All our friend right. dice. So our friends at Moneyline Dice, it has been a while since we've been able to cut them in nice, nice promo. But these guys over at Moneyline Nice are extremely, extremely generous, and they are giving you if you want your own Moneyline Dice to roll with the crew. We had these dice before we were doing a podcast, and they are absolutely beautiful. They helped us a lot in MLB season, but there they are, right on the screen. That is a perfect spot for them. And they are giving you, if you go to MoneylineDice.com, you get that little uh, carrying case with these dice if you make a purchase. They also have hats. They have a UFC scoring book. They have a bet tracking book. It is some damn good merchandise. And if you make a purchase and you enter in T. 
TTL10 at checkout. TTL1010. TTL10. You get 10% off your first order at Moneyline Dice, and you can start rolling right along alongside the crew every single day of the week. The have <laughs> spoken! If you want to guaranteed take a ticket to the window this Sunday as I get my headphones firmly planted on top of my dome piece. You heard it here first, not from us, but from the all-knowing cubicle objects that are graced with the name of Moneyline Dice. Hammer in, lock home, sprinkle some dough right now. Seattle Seahawks, Moneyline. Thank, Thank you, you dice. dice. Thank you, Dice. What a return. I like it. Tell you what you like it i like it it felt good felt good let the dice speak i'll tell you that baby. i would have been okay with just about anything they laid down but uh i do believe that is where i was leaning anyways i don't know about you all right well there is i was kind of leaning that direction as well yeah. uh didn't necessarily like the three but i like the mooney line sure. so Minus 145 dice, hell yeah double down on it there is the first selection from the money line dice when it comes to the nfl now let me get myself back situated here and let you guys know that is officially everything. That is all we have. That is all we got. That is all we have to discuss here today. Now, we do have a little RMAX sidebar. I got a little uh, extra inspiration, motivation in my motivation minutes to dish out. So we only got maybe about another 15 minutes or so. So obviously, these ones are going to be a little bit longer on the Fridays because we got loads and loads of action to get through. But that all being said... That officially does it for the Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. And all of our best bets, everything in between, you missed it. Make sure you go back and uh, at the bare minimum, if you want to, uh, if you don't have time to stop by a daily show, whatever the case might be, make sure you follow us on the Action Network app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley is at rmags in all caps. And then our best bets of the day are at talking the line. You don't have the Action Network app, just go to talkingtheline.com. Hit that today's best bets tab and you will see everything we are on for any given day. You can also bet on those plays if you like them enough right from our website. We make it super duper easy for you. So make sure you do that and uh, visit all the other stuff on there. I may or may not have dropped a blog yesterday, little uh, for volume one of Colt's game day recipes. Oh, yeah, baby. You might be saying to yourself, what the fuck does Captain Colt know about cooking? Uh, well, I'm saying to you, Chef Colt comes out and rears his head more often than you would believe. And uh, a few of my guys that know how I put it down know that I'm putting it down this weekend in general. Sure do. So I suggest you go check out volume one, my recipe, my brand new created recipe, Colt's Kung Fu Chicken. It's like a roundhouse kick of flavor straight to the mouth. Check it out. That all being said. I can confirm. I haven't tried it. it uh, I can confirm that the smell is uh, quite dazzling. Yeah. It was knocking his socks off, but it wasn't quite ready. I didn't want to uh, didn't want to let him uh, get the, a faulty product, if mm -hmm. you will. But very soon, he will be able to try because I'm making my own batch come Monday as well. So, that all being said, make sure you check all that out at TalkingTheLine.com. Let's wrap this show up. Absolutely loaded episode. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul. You have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 122 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful September 10th, 2021. I don't have anything crazy today, partner. Nothing crazy going on. But I just wanted to mention, you and I talked about it off air. You told me about it and it kind of flew over my head. I didn't realize exactly what you were talking about. And then I watched it last week. 
on brand. Yes, very on brand. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, it flew over my head. I'll be honest. But late Friday nights after the action, your <laughs> late Friday nights after all the sports action concludes, my girlfriend and I typically watch a little, whether it's a movie, documentary, show, what have you. <laughs> But we were locked in to Netflix has a whole series of them. We watched a couple and they're all fantastic. Untold. Uh, I don't know the full title, of them, but it's untold Netflix documentaries. The one that was before you go, any go further, ahead before you go any further. I will tell why this is so funny after he gets through yeah. this <laughs> crime and penalties, though. There's a few. We watched the Malice at the Palace one. That one's fantastic. That, that was the one I was trying to remind you of. Ah, that the Malice at the Palace. That one's fantastic. Fucking electric. I mean, I remember that in the moment, but that one is fantastic. Uh, the other one I'm blanking on that I'm not talking about right now is also good with Christy Martin, Boxing Story. Uh, I don't know what the title of that one is, but that one's also really good. But the one that was the most locked in. The Trashes. The Dan Barry tra- Trashers. The title, Barry Trashers, The title baby. is uh, Crime and Penalties, I do believe. Yep. It is a must-watch. Yes. Mm, yes, I, yes, I don't even. It's uh, loosely based, not this documentary, but this family, they were saying, loosely based around the, like Sopranos, the Sopranos family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there's mob ties into this. But uh, the, I'm blanking on the guy's name, actually, the father's name. But he uh, basically, his son was a huge hockey player, hockey fan, had a career-ending injury. I don't think he was, like, NHL-type talent, but he loved playing hockey. And so he's like, all right, how do I make this right for my boy? I love my boy so much. 17 years old, he buys his kid a minor league hockey team in Connecticut. He buys his team, lets the 17-year-old run the team as the general oh, manager. And cut it there because it gets it, wild. It is fantastic. <laughs> it gets I, wild. I, I could not take my eyes off the screen. There, He gets, he brings on this equipment manager. <laughs> burying 12 to who he was his 12 year old coach they show flashback to this dude burying 12 year olds into the boards it's absolutely electric it is a must watch one of my favorite sports documentaries with some humor into it but also just like uh, how did i not know this was going on i think espn covered it so i mean Mm -hmm. i I was probably just a little too young to know what the hell was going on but yeah it's a must watch man it is absolutely electric it is a must watch and a half (laughs) and why we uh kind of laughed about it at the beginning he said it went over his head so i had (laughs) i had watched it about a week earlier than magnet maybe even like a week and a half earlier and i had actually watched the malice in the palace like two weeks before that and when i watched the malice at the palace i was like dude they got this fucking untold documentary this shit slaps like dude this malice at the palace and he's like oh okay for sure for sure and then i watched the next one i thought i I watched the uh crimes and penalties and I was like, dude, this one blew it out of the fucking water. It's absolutely ridiculous. The Dansbury Trashers, bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Right over the dome. But I didn't know it at the time. I thought we were on the same page, everything cool. Fast forward, next week, it's a Tuesday. It's so a I think Wednesday. it was Monday, I told you, because I believe we watched it last well, weekend. Well, you fast forward the week before, before that Friday okay, when you okay. actually watched it. We're sitting in the office, we're game planning, uh-huh. we're doing some stuff. And we always like to have the McAfee show on uh-huh, in the background, uh-huh, just uh-huh. have some stuff going, uh-huh. listen. And CJ, the kid actually i believe that's his name cj um he is on the mcafee show and he's like a grown adult now yeah and he's on the mcafee show and i go dude that's the guy that's the guy that i was telling you about that's a kid that owns the team from the untold and he's like oh yeah i must have been locked into something because i even that i don't i don't even remember that yeah so then now i I don't remember that yeah and i thought we were on the (laughs) same page there then fast forward through the whole week he goes home on friday watches it with his girlfriend (laughs) and says bro shows up shows up monday morning 
beaming. Like he had the most groundbreaking information yeah. to tell me. He goes, dude, I got on Netflix this week, and you know, we really don't watch Netflix. It wasn't Netflix. even me that like, sought it out. It was, <laughs> my girlfriend was like getting us through these untold. She popped up the Christy Martin one, and I was like, oh, they got this Malice. We talked about the Malice of Palace. I was like, oh, actually, we've talked about Malice of the Palace. I really want to watch that. I've always loved that story. And then we watched that one. All these untolds were fantastic. <laughs> and then up. we get this other one, like, and I'm like, I don't really know the story. Like, I'm, I need to, like, do we really want to watch this? And then, yeah, go ahead. He shows up Monday morning. We don't really watch much Netflix or Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's few and far between. We're always watching action, whatever. He shows up Monday morning. Like, he found the fucking treasure map of the lost city of Atlantis. <laughs> and he, dude. I watched this show. Me and Paige watched the show, man. It's so fucking good. I'm telling you, dude. Like, it's about this hockey team, and, like this untold stuff. And I said, you talking about the fucking Danceberry Trashers? He's like, yeah, dude. How do you know about that? I was like, I literally told you about that fucking show a week and a half ago. He goes, what? And I was like, do you not remember us talking about him on the fucking McAfee show last week? He's like, what? I was like, okay. So that one went way over the fucking noggin. <laughs> well, yeah, because I wasn't even seeking him out. Like, we were just so bird's eye viewing at the CTO. Yeah. We, we got into a rabbit hole of uh, sports documentaries. My girlfriend doesn't want to watch a ton of sports, but she loves documentaries. So whenever she gets interested in sports documentaries, uh, I got to run with it and just reel off as many as I can in a night. And uh, we fell into the untold rabbit hole, and that one was up next. And uh, yeah, it, it did not disappoint at all. It is a must watch. All TTL side pieces and other information aside go watch the untold yeah. documentaries they are absolutely electric i watched the uh malice at the palace uh with a buddy first and then i just i got locked into it mm -hmm. when i started watching them mm -hmm. so yeah definitely worth a watch uh if we say it you know we don't watch much netflix or anything tune on in as always, partner, hey, a little bit of different sidebar there, but thank you for your for sidebar, sure. pal. Got a little bit of action going here. I mean, we got some we got some good laughs happening on that one. I, you got to keep those vibes coming on your sidebars, and I know you will. So that all being said, awesome. my friend, friends, no other updates really from me. Uh, about to hit you with some motivation minutes, get you all on out of here. Um I saw, too, that Curtis Samuel might be going on IR. I didn't see that one. Evan Ingram, there's been a whole while of him uh, uh, being questionable. Yeah. Doesn't uh, sound so, like they're – I think he's doubtful for Sunday for the Giants. Yeah, and that's never good when you get a doubtful designation. But nope. he, but he uh, did participate in individual drills, which is a little bit of a good sign. But then, yeah, I saw as we were talking a little bit a second ago that Curtis Samuel is placed on short-term short IR. Okay, I missed that one. So a little bit of a hit for yeah. the uh, Washington passing yeah. attack for sure. They don't have a – boatload of depth behind them right. we just talked about them on wednesday so go back and, and check that out a uh, little bit of something to Couple think about about go. the football so football team but all that being said that's all we got for you no more nonsense no more analysis insights everything but we do have one more thing to do that no other podcast on the market in our industry does and something i promise to do every single doggone time and i will never not do it even though that's a double negative let's get into my motivation minutes of the day. All right, my friends. And I told you at the beginning of the show that uh, I was going to take a little walk down memory lane here. When we dropped the TTL newsletter back in January 1st of 2021. I believe it was January 4th. January 4th. Either, I think first uh, yeah, of the announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is true. Uh, either way, we just had a newsletter. We weren't live. We didn't have two podcasts. We didn't have anything. So if that is more evidence of you need to see how much we plan to continue to grow this and take this to the absolute extreme, I don't know why you would have questioned that anyway now, but now you really shouldn't. But I digress. The first Inspiration Corner I ever wrote, um, 
I it, it was something that was really special to me, and it was a pregame locker room video of Ray Lewis speaking to the Stanford basketball team, Stanford Cardinal, and. I had found it years and years and years ago. I mean, it's it's been a long time. Like it was when Ray Lewis was in his prime. Like it I think was we were in high school. Yeah, it was young Ray Lewis when this happened, and they were at going to the NIT tournament. Mm-hmm. And we all know Ray Lewis, motivational speaker himself. The words that he died. I mean, he can move masses with the things that he says. And I wrote, um, kind of in correlation with that video, on his message and kind of my own perspective behind it, but also just kind of a reminder and from him and, and my some of my words might overlap some things but they're very 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 important and I kind of wanted to take it back to that because it all the the message all kind of circles around everything I've been talking about over the course of the last two weeks here and even beyond and also it's football season baby. Oh, yeah, baby so we gotta honor somebody who is an absolute legend hall of famer in the game that being Ray Lewis so he walks in the locker room. If you haven't seen it, if you didn't see it, I suggest you go back. Hey, substack.talkingtheline.substack.com. You can see all of our old archives on there or just visit the link tree. You can see it there. But he walks in the locker room just to set the stage for you. And he starts off by asking him one question. And this is what I want to center it all around here today. And the only way Ray Lewis can, he looks and he waits until every eye is on him and every moment is still. And he says, if tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you give for today? If you didn't have tomorrow as a guarantee, what would you give every ounce of your being to make sure that you got accomplished today? If you knew that tomorrow was the end, that you have no valuable life left after today, what would you make sure that every ounce of value you had left went into? And as you start to think about that, and I'm sure there's already things on your mind, think about what I've been talking about all over the course of the last few weeks. And let me connect the dots for you, if I can be so kind. Choose your own happiness is what I've been talking about a lot and pursuing your own dreams. Now, what does this this have to do with if tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you give for today? Well, that thing on your mind, that passion, that dream, that relationship, that whatever is on your mind right now that you could not live with yourself, you could not physically bear it if you got to tomorrow or you didn't get to tomorrow. It's not promised. It's gone. That thing that you cannot let leave your mind, no matter how hard you try, that is what you need to be chasing after. That is what you need to give. And he also says something really, 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 really powerful that is in kind of correlation. And any time that you start to pursue these passions, these dreams, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to talk. And tell you their opinions as to why you should, why you shouldn't, this, that, and third. And I've talked about that too. But he says something that that team, they think they know us. Mm-hmm. That team <laughs> thinks they know what they saw on film. They, 
those people think they know everything about you from what you put on social media. They think they know everything about you from the brief interactions they've had. Their film on you. They know you. But he also says, I'm not here for that. They don't know the new beast that is here. Because every moment is a new moment. Every day a new day. Every opportunity a new opportunity. So if you, for a second, doubt in your mind that you don't measure up, you don't have it, you don't got what it takes, I can assure you that you do, my friend. And all it takes is realizing that even though there might be film on you of some things that weren't so positive in the past, you can always get new film on tape. And you can always start pursuing your passions right now. And you can always start going after your dreams and living the life that you've always imagined and stop allowing others to keep you from doing that. There's a lot of things in this life I'm sure you've been thinking of over the course of me talking there that you would give everything for if tomorrow wasn't promised. And maybe that's where I'll leave you guys. I know it's a little bit deeper. I know it's a little bit of thought-provoking. But maybe think about that this weekend. What if your weekend wasn't promised? Here's a rabbit hole. How many times this week did you forget about the day, the moment, the minute, and all you were looking forward to was the weekend? All you cared about was getting to Friday at 4 o'clock and hitting that punch-out ticket and cracking the first beer. If this weekend wasn't promised, what would you have given this week? Can you honestly look yourself in the mirror and say you gave everything you could? Or were you just holding on to the care for the weekend, letting everything else pass you by and wasting your time and your talents? I can't answer that. Only you can look in the mirror and do that for you. So my friends, I leave you with a little bit of a rabbit hole. But I hope it gives you some good thought over the weekend until I have a chance to see you guys again. I leave you with, if tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you give for today? And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Simple, but as simple, but as powerful as they come, my man. Ray Lewis is, uh, I mean, I'm sure if you haven't seen or heard Ray Lewis motivational speeches, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know where you're missing on that because, uh, yeah, he is by far my the, probably the first one that I really started listening to, yeah. or if ever, uh, especially yeah. up until you know the last few years. But uh, one of my favorite defensive players of all time, and he absolutely captivates rooms, man. Absolutely, and I uh, had to pay him homage uh, back when we first started this because he was really somebody that got me into seeking that yeah. that motivational mindset and that that higher level mindset and and what it takes to really succeed in this life and and make those sacrifices and i mean you talk about epitome of all those things that is ray lewis so it is my honor to be able to honor him just a little bit and uh share a message that hit me so hard in in some type of perspective that i can give to you guys so if tomorrow wasn't promised what would you give for today i that officially does it that's everything we're one minute ahead of time right on 11:30. so folks you know what time it is you know how it gets down it's time to get you guys on about your fridays into the weekend the only way we know how partner are you ready i'm ready <laughs> ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide from myself and mags 
Thank you so much for stopping by episode number 122 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful September 10th, 2021. We cannot thank you enough for all of your support, all of your following, and everything in between. We appreciate it so much from the bottom of our hearts. And if you wouldn't mind, go tell your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your uncles, your neighbors, and everybody in between because TTL Sports Media is for all. From the first time better all the way up to the daily degenerate, we are here to give a different spin on sports gambling and make it fun every step of the way. So tell everybody, let's start bankrupting these books together, but for now. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have other plans, a terrific start to your weekend, and nothing but bankroll building every hour, minute, and second of it. Make sure you get today's best bets of the day locked in, hammered home, sprinkled dough on, so you can meet us at the pay window and soon say with us at the end of every live show, Let's cash some tickets. Go, Pat. Go, baby. Bear down. Bear down.